This episode of Bottomless Bunch of Coleman celebrates an entire gender, a true force, the reason why we are standing, <laughs> literally and figuratively. That's right, it's women. And there's no better time to celebrate them the most, other than every day, of course, than International Women's Day, which is why my friends at Jane Walker by Johnny Walker partner with me to bring these beautiful stories and words of wisdom to your ears. This week, I shared a brunch with an old friend of mine, Kelly McCreary of Grey's Anatomy, and uh, a more recent friend, the phenomenal director, Victoria Mahoney. The two women that I admire, and who better to come together around International Women's Day and talk about their lives, careers, have a laugh, and maybe a good cry. I want to bring that to you today with all the stuff we didn't have time to put into the show. And then we'll be back with more of my thoughts, what I've been reflecting on since we talked. And, you know, my friend Stacy will be back to help me bring it home. Without further ado, enjoy the show. All right. Let's meet today's brunch squad. Oh my God, you guys, this is a special day for me. I have an actor, a filmmaker, and I do not say this lightly, a director extraordinaire. She made her mark from emotional indie films to the super fantastic world of Star Wars. Please welcome to brunch my very new friend and my hiking buddy, Miss Victoria Mahoney. All right, y'all. Woo! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hi, Coleman. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Hi, my friend. Oh, you guys, I am super delighted for this next guest. She is a wonderful actress who I've known since we made our Broadway debuts in this little musical that could called Passing Strange. And she is currently saving lives and breaking hearts of millions on that long running show, Grey's Anatomy. Please welcome my friend, Miss Kelly McCreary. Hey. Uh, hi, hi Coleman. Oh my God, I'm so happy to break bread with you today. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> we made long. it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> nothing can keep us apart, you guys. Nothing. <laughs> no, we're adapting to these quarantine times. We can yes, do it. Yes, we are. Well, I'm, I'm just saying good mort afternoon to you guys. That's my new <laughs> word for brunch. Uh, brunch time is mort afternoon. And I'm so happy mort that you're here. <laughs> you are two of the most positive people that I know. Why? Okay, I'm just kidding. But seriously, what helps you set the tone for your day? What is your secret? Okay, Victoria, what's your secret to, to maintain positivity to get through these days? Um, well, that's interesting. You would say that because you would be at the top of my list without a doubt. Um, you know, my Likewise. favorite thing, right? Uh, my favorite thing about uh, just knowing you, Coleman, is the light that you have mm. for um, every aspect of living. And um oh, you know, Thank your you. kindness and your openness is rare, rare, rare. And you kept your spirit intact after, you know, years of um, where most people get hardened and you did mm. not. And I and I, I honor I think, that. I, think we, I, I thank you so much. We, we both we have to battle that. Right. In yeah. order to stay in it. It's right? a key. And so what, I think that what mm. um, I guess constitutes for me is I'm I'm a I'm a avid meditator for I'm like 30 years mm. in. I started early. I kind of had to because I was going bananas and it was the only thing that could calm me. And um, and I and, you know, so if, if I have a 530 call, like if a car is coming to get me at 530, I um, wake up at 430. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, how, um, and how long do you meditate for? It, I try never less than 20 minutes. So that's my goal. Well, that's like the daily thing. So let's say for some reason in the morning, sometimes, you know, we watch dailies at night and wake up. I have my boots at the bed. I sleep in the clothes I was wearing. I've been wearing this shirt for three days on a writing deadline, by the way. <laughs> I haven't showered. I just threw on a necklace. But um, I um, sometimes at work, you know, we just I just work. And then I come home. I watch dailies. I lay back in the bed. Then the alarm mm -hmm. goes off in three or four hours. I put the boots back on and car boom and I jump. So so if that happens, I I could do 10 minutes in the morning and then 10 minutes at lunch break. I'm known mm. to disappear at lunch break and I get very quiet and um, it seems antisocial, but most of the crews that work with me know it's self-preservation. It's got to recharge. Yeah. So I have that. But you, as you know, um, I walk daily and have since I was a kid. Um, I walk mm. to work stuff out and um, and I, I somehow find humor for no reason in a lot of things and that is a big deal <laughs> i also know and i can tell our friends here that i noticed with you you take in magic wherever you find it i think in, yeah, thank in you a tree a breeze a book <laughs> an image i remember you came to my 
my house and you just stare at my refrigerator and you said, look, there's art here. It's art. It doesn't look like an art installation. So I think that's your mind too. You're always looking for peace and art. And, um, and I think that brings you peace. That's what Thank I think. Thank you. Oh, lovely <laughs> reflection. <laughs> what about you, Kelly McCreary? Well, you know, it's funny. You are um, this, uh, the second person recently to tell me how positive I am. And I, I keep thinking it's, it's so, I'm so shocked. <laughs> Thank you. I'm shocked by it because, you know, look, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I have, you know, looked at the state of the world, not just in the last year, but a lot recently. And, and, and it gets me down truly. And, and so I, I really do have to outsource my joy. <laughs> you know, I, I, I am fed yeah. by loved ones. I am fed by people like you who are, you know, constantly sharing wins, constantly sharing beauty you find in your day, you know, and I try to take that example and then lead others mm -hmm. by the example. You know, like Tabitha Brown says, uh, have a great day, but if you don't go, don't go messing up nobody else's. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And, I love it. And that's, yeah, right. And it's like, you know, when I find myself feeling anxious or agitated or frustrated, I really just try to think like, okay, well, I'm going to honor and validate those feelings within myself, but let me try not to complain and take it out on anybody, certainly not take it out on anybody or, or behave in a way that keeps that going, you know, and, and, yeah. and try to like, really like let the feelings be there, be observed so that they can move. And, and I think it's just, it's, it's really a constant, um, engagement with my emotional awareness, you know, mm. and, and if that at the end turns out to be positivity and joy, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm winning the battle, but cause you it is win one. You are winning, you're winning. <laughs> Because I think I think what we're both talk, what we're all talking about is mindfulness. Mm. Yeah. So with that said, I think it's time for some brunch and some cocktails. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Woo! Let's go have some brunch. <laughs> all right. Um, Kelly, I want to ask you first. What did yes. you prepare today, my friend? My friend, I prepared. Um, I've been improvising just with like what's in the kitchen, what's in the cupboard already. I've, okay. I've been trying to make sure we eat everything we have in the house. And I made coconut rice with black beans and Ooh. kale. So yeah, there's some coconut rice underneath the bottom of that. Coconut rice with cardamom. And then I made Ooh. like black bean, kale, oh. red and green pepper, what? garlic. Is that and kind of a Jamaican meal? It feels kind of like islands or something. You know, I think Coleman, I think it's Belizean. Is it? I think oh, it wow. might be Belizean. Oh, you, well, you <laughs> yes. made, I'm like, you made it from my people. See, I was like, maybe I my did. auntie makes something like that. Are you serious? That is fantastic. Yes. And I wish I had some plantains. What? Oh my God. My auntie is going to just, she's going to be calling you up for that recipe. Well, I mean, she's probably making it herself right now. What? That is so sweet. That is so yeah. good. And good I have for to you. say, I put my foot in this one. Ah! <laughs> it's good. Now, could you explain to some of the people that may not know the expression, put your foot in something? What does that mean? <laughs> we just have to explain. Sometimes we have to, we have to allow some people in. What does it mean oh, when it says, true. oh, you put your foot in it? Oh, that's an old black granny expression for really putting your whole self into your cooking. That's that's your love, your ingredients in your kitchen and all the like all the joy you felt that day, all the angst you felt that day. It all goes into the pot and you mix you it put and, your you, foot in. and you you put your foot in it <laughs> and then you share it with the family. Uh, thank you, Kelly. And, wh and what about you, Victoria Mahoney? What did you put your foot in? Well, I put my foot and my whole soul into a white fish. It's a turmeric fish. I use cod with oh. a gorgeous egg, some sauteed mushrooms with lavender. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Beautiful. No, that's beautiful. Yes, yeah, sauteed mushrooms in lavender olive oil from Ojai and baby arugula. Can you see the baby arugula? Mm. Tomatoes wow. that slipped mm -hmm. around, yellow golden tomato and baby tomato. And then I use this great um, spice, hot, I like a little bit of, you know. So I use some yeah. uh, hot pepper. And um, the turmeric, turmeric, I use this Thai coconut seasoning also with it. And you just, you could put it in sesame oil or olive oil. It takes maybe six minutes, maybe total. This oh whole God. dish was nine minutes. 
That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I love the timing on that too. That, that, that's a director right there. You're like, it's timed. What, what, exactly. <laughs> it is. If you have 10 minutes to make, make a meal, I've got you, right? And the trick, <laughs> Coleman, with the egg that I love is you take a thin rimmed glass, you put it on top of the egg and you just turn it a little and it'll make us the circle, perfect circle. You do that while it's cooking in the skillet? No, after you, you take it oh. off. Good, good question. Okay. No, you put it onto like a side plate that you won't use. And then you just gently twist and turn. Then you take a nice spatula, boop, and you plop it on, and it's gorgeous. Okay, no question. Do you make meals like this every day, both of you, or do you, or is the because the aesthetic is really beautiful as well for both of your meals? Do you is it conscious every day that for it to be aesthetically uh, pleasing, or is this just pre presentation for bottomless brunch? Tell me. I, I do this for myself every day. Versions. Of I like else. beautiful food. I like my food Same to here. be beautiful. <laughs> it Same makes here. it more Same delicious. Here. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, I present to you for what Who'd I put my do? foot in today. I just decided to do a simple avocado toast, actually. Oh, Ooh, love. But I did it with, um, I like to spice it up with this um, uh, Berber spice. And I was even looking at the bottle of uh, what's in it. It doesn't tell you. It's just like Berber's made it, like Berber's spice, whatever that means. <laughs> but it's incredible. I, I, I love it on everything. I love it on French fries. But I have uh, Berber spice. I have a little balsamic drizzle on here, mm. um, a little thyme, a, a lemon, olive oil on a 12-grain bread. You know, oh, gorgeous. Beautiful. I, I thought Beautiful. I'd start with some health. Because, you know, usually I, I'm in for something meaty, cheesy, and greasy. So I thought I'd <laughs> try to act like I'm watching my figure with you two, okay? All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is all a lie. All right. <laughs> so feel free, dig in. Feel free to dig in while we while we talk about a few other things. Oh, you great. Guys. Okay. Buena provecho. Um, oh, look at me. I'm just a buena provecho. Perfect. Um, <laughs> mm. Oh my God, this is fantastic. Mm. Okay. So excited. I want to know this. Have your food taste changed from when you were a kid? Or do you um do you love the same things? Do you hate the same things? Hmm. I used to have a problem with the texture of onions, and, and I still don't love raw onions. I've finally grown out of that. Um, I still would always prefer something savory over something sweet. So give mm. me a bag of chips over candy or baked goods any day of the week. Mm. That remains the same, mm. unchanging. Mm. Vic? Um, my taste hasn't changed. I guess I have a similar story to Kelly, but I, I used to eat raw onions like apples. I love them. And then wow. one day I couldn't eat them at all. And now I just, it's weird. I can't, the, you know, I'm not a big fan of, of onions anymore. It's just because really? it equates to stomach ache. Isn't that weird? Oh, yeah. Such a bummer. But, um, but what's weird is I'll, the, on the flip side, uh, like this chili that I used, this chili that I used today was Aleppo chili. And I also used uh, black lava sea salt. But mm. I could not eat spicy food for my, most of my life, like, I mean, not even a bite. One day my nephew get, asked me to taste something and because he was so brave tasting it, I didn't want to be, you know, I had a bite and now I spice everything, just turned. Mm. Mm. And now I can't live without spices, which Coleman, you saw my spice rack when you were here. With the you have a, like, well, I, first of all, you just, can we just take a moment for the black lava sea salt? I just want to like, I we, know. we can't just ignore that. It's like, where do you get black lava sea salt from? I mean, I'll that's Big Mahoney is so detail-oriented. That's what I'm learning about you. It's like every detail is yeah. thought about. It's intentional. It's artful. It has it's the true. potential to be. It's a, a star all on its own. Yeah, where did you get the black lava sea salt? Where, so you just found it, or were you searching for it? Um, I'm well, Coleman. You know, I'm always searching. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, yeah. I may not know what it's for, but I'm searching. Um, I uh, I wanted something else because that's one of the things when you're talking about at home now with the quarantine. I've my favorite dishes. I to not wear them out. I like to mix it up and I yeah. do different things, you know. And so, like mm -hmm. quarantine has ushered in a lawlessness. Yes. Kelly, don't you feel like all rules are out and we could do whatever we want in quarantine because nothing's performative. Oh, my God. It is such a relief, isn't it? It's just like, oh, my God. You know what I have discovered in quarantine, actually? And and look, I have worked with some really amazing stylists and wore some incredible stuff. But I, I actually I think that there were a weird thing happened um, when I left New York and came to L.A. and started doing red carpets and things that I forgot what what my style was. Hmm. <laughs> you because know? they were just and shoving I, things at you. 
Well, I think I just thought like, oh, well, what I was doing before isn't Hollywood and it's not red carpet. But, and, and so I, it has taken me a long time to like be self-expressed um, in fashion again because it's such a level. Uh, honey, I was like forever 21 in Aldo. I was looking cute, <laughs> but like, you know, <laughs> but like I didn't, I wasn't familiar with, with, with high end things or, or the art of fashion really. Mm -hmm. And so I thought like, well, everything I know, I just have to toss out the window. And now I'm like, I actually like my own personal style. Yes. And and I've been able to integrate it with what I've learned over the years from my stylist. But it's really fun just to like dress myself and not feel like fussy, you know, and and, and like it. I'm you know what I mean? And and that's that's when one really freeing thing is just like getting back discovering to you. my self-expression and my art through my my clothing again. Yeah. It's well, great. I love that. And we're gonna continue to talk about things like that. Because um, I, my internal clock is telling me it's time for a cocktail. So I, think oh, that, so I think that we need to make a brunch top cocktail, okay, you guys? Okay. And we're going to pick yeah. up on more of this good, delicious, delicious, tasty conversation after we drink. All right, come on, let's go. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> we made such a perfect cocktail for this International Women's Day episode. The Cool Jane with Jane Walker. It's a special scotch that Johnny Walker has made to commemorate the achievements of women all over the world and those who support them. Made by their master blender, Emma Walker. So many walkers. You can make one for yourself. Only a few simple and delicious ingredients. You can find the recipe for the Cool Jane over at amc.com brunch. And of course, be sure to drink responsibly. Now, back to my brunch with Kelly McCreary and Victoria Mahoney. We, can we have a toast, you guys? Who would like to do the Please. toast? <sighs> Kelly, you I'll go. I'll do it. I'll, I, let me, I, you know, I'm actually going to do it. You know why? Wait, because I, okay. today, I got it for you. Because today is International Women's Day, and I want to toast you both. <gasps> oh, okay? Oh. I want to toast you for doing the work that you do, for shining light on people, on, on issues, on creating beautiful things into the world. I celebrate you today. All right? Cheers. Salud. Cheers. Thank you Cheers. so much. Same to you, Vic. Oh, it's good. Ooh. May I add? Yes, please. To a strong back and a soft front for Ooh. all of us <laughs> in this Cheers. time of turmoil and creation all at once. A soft, what, what is it again? A soft back? A strong back and a soft front. Ooh. Cheers. So beautiful. Cheers. And now that our brunch has fully come together, it's time to get into a little bit more brunch chat. Let's do it. Coleman, can I just say, I'm so proud of you. Oh, I just thank love you. you so much. I'm so glad you're doing this. You know, people were having their quarantine projects, and I was like, Coleman better host a show <laughs> from his home. Look, you getting his me. Because <laughs> you're such a connector of people. It's one of the, like, incredible gifts you have, one of the many incredible gifts you have. And I just love that you took the initiative to, to make this happen during this crazy time. It's been such a... A delightful, I was going to say nourishment, but it's more like a treat. It's just such a treat to be able to spend time with you like this. Thank you. I feel the same way, too. Thank you. Thank you. That means the world. <laughs> mm. Well, th this is my intention, especially during these crazy times, was to be a connector, was to bring people together. As you know, you've both been to my house, and that brings me the most joy. I love being a host. I feel like if if I'm really good at anything, I know it's being a host. <laughs> I don't know if I'm really good at the other stuff, but I feel like being oh, a host. But, <laughs> but being a host, because I love having people over. And I love people like, you know, I'm, I'm going to feed you. I think that comes from my mother, though. My mother was just like, people come over and they're like, how do you always have like crudite and snacks? I said, because I go to the market. <laughs> and I think like my mother thought, which is somebody might come over. <laughs> and yes. you don't want to have nothing at home. So I, I, I'm always overstocked. So is, uh, I think, Victoria Mahoney as well. You're always <laughs> ready for people to come by. Am I right? 
Uh, I am. I have the same, and it is from my mother. And um, you know, when we were kids, my mother uh, always overcooked the portions. And there were six kids already in my family, two parents. And but my mother always overcooked in case a stray kid in the neighborhood, if their parents weren't home on time or still at work or whatever. So there was always extra food. And to this day, I cannot cook pasta for two people. It's only for more, like three or four. I can't. It just doesn't work. My brain won't do it because I think I, you know, I, I just think that's not enough. <laughs> just, mm, right, right, and yeah. I'll save it for another dish. But um, yeah, I always have stuff ready, and it could be anything from you know uh, charcoal. Great, these great British charcoal crackers that I love. This, they're they're amazing, and they're hard to come by. But I buy them bulk so that I just have them for whenever. And you yeah. know, I love the, and the cheeses, and just having stuff like that. That's an easy plate, just a gorgeous easy plate. I, I'm the same way. I mean, we don't overcook things, but I, I love to make sure that I have, uh, there's something about just ha- um, uh, the way that food makes people feel welcome. Mm-hmm. It means, you know, sit down, relax. You're going to be here for a minute. We're going to have a nice time. And so I, I do like to make sure that we always have something yummy, some good olives, some yummy, you know, um, you know what we've really gotten into lately is like little canned fish, like oh like my god, mussels, I live by smoked mussels and oh, things. Yeah, mu- yeah. Or you could get Beautiful. trout, Spanish mackerel. You could get yes. um beautiful Portuguese sardines. Like unbelievable. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've been doing more of that it, to replace because I used to always have, um, I used to always have, uh, um, um, what is it called? Like salami and what do you call? It? Oh my Char- god, like what is charcuterie? Good- yeah, yeah, charcuterie. Yeah. Cured meat. Yeah. So now we're we're I'm I'm going more toward, you know, fresh veggies and 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 fish and things like that. But I love to make sure that we have plenty of that to make into a beautiful plate and, you know, um and sit outside and and enjoy one another. Uh I just I so miss gathering with people, but I feel the same way. But I think you both do this the thing that I know that I do, which is like you make every day the most um ordinary meal and event. Because I think that like that these days, that's, that's all we have. So it's like you want to look at something beautiful. You want to have that bit of pomp and circumstance. I have a, one of my friends. I'll, I'll call her out again. Stacy. She always says, oh, you're so bougie. Why can't you just like put things out on a little plate, paper plate? And, you know, I, I'm like, I don't do that. I, I use cloth napkins and that's my daily. I use yes. everything. is just yes. like it, it's like it's my daily. Use your good <laughs> now. Use your yes. good now. Right. Always, always use your good shit. I read a tweet the other day that said the greatest scam in the world is cooking three hours to eat 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I and saw I that. I love it. I started cracking up, but I was like, you know what? <laughs> greatest scam you in the world. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, a I'm, I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan of slow cooking. That time of uh, and space that you make for creation in the kitchen yeah. and you think about like how flavors work together and colors work together and then and and feeling so proud to share something with other people. It's it's no different, I think, than writing a story or, you know, making a film, yeah. a very, very small film. I wonder who know? said it was a scam. I wonder who, who that person was that said it was a scam. Someone Somebody who does who not enjoy cooking and entertaining. Yeah. No, they just eat it, drive yeah. through McDonald's every day. That's all they do. <laughs> I mean, right. my yeah. my thing about, too, is the, the you know, the flavor and the, I, you know, my, one of the things that my mother did that was so special throughout my childhood was she could open the cupboards and even if they were bare, she could pull whatever ingredients were in there and make mm. a gourmet meal. And yes. I don't know if someone else would say it was gourmet, but it was it was to us first because, again, she had care and presentation. But the key that I found in cooking when friends ask me, you know, because I'll make stuff that um, it seems fearless, but it's funny to me because I don't I'm not sure why we equate the fear to f- cooking. So I think hmm. who cares? It's you. It's someone. You, it's people you love. If you screw it up, you screw it up. But I hmm. think that um, I'm not afraid to mix ingredients. And it came from my mother. But the, the thing I always was aware of at a young, young age was the only real ingredient you need in cooking is love. So if you Mm. put love into the way you prepare it, if you put love into the way you cook it, if you put love into the way they present it, if you put love into the way that you eat it, if you put love into the people who harvested that food and brought it and got it from the farm to your table and all that other stuff. And I find Mm. that if that ingredient is there, I've never really had a bad dish. I've had things I won't re- necessarily repeat again, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I've never had a bad dish. 
You right. know, yeah. and, and that yes. fish that I made today, I seasoned that yesterday, you know, with the turmeric and harissa and the spices and the oil. I put it and left it sit overnight. And it was so exciting knowing that mm. today we would be together and I'd be able to cook it and eat it. Because mm. you're, ma- you're making it with love. Yes. You know, it's funny. I, for everybody in my family cooks, me, me and my dad are the only exceptions. Everybody else cooks so well. They make beautiful meals. They enjoy it. For so many years, I didn't. And I, I, I didn't enjoy cooking. I didn't make good food. And finally, you know what it was? It was finally when I started living with other people and, and these were roommates and I had lived with roommates before, but we all kind of did our own thing in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And once I started cooking and thinking about this being a sharing this being Mm. and that I I, there was really no way to go wrong you know as long as like as long as you know they like chicken it's still gonna be chicken when it's done you know (laughs) (laughs) and uh, (laughs) and and that's when I discovered exactly as you're saying Vic that the ingredient was love the ingredient was Mm. was the 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 desire to to make something for another for another being and to nurture ourselves to mm. to create a home in the space that we were in you know and it and it yeah. I stopped worrying about the recipe and the perfect ingredients and all of that and we just and became so joyful yeah oh. so you guys okay this I'm gonna kick it off with this too <laughs> that's beautiful uh, International Women's Day celebrates the cultural social and political impact of women but did you know that it has its own theme did you guys know that I didn't. I, didn't. I, I heard about it. The theme for this year is choose to challenge. Okay. Mm. They say from challenge comes change. How does that resonate with you? Um, and I have a follow-up. What does it mean for you to choose challenge? Vic, did you, did you feel that you could choose challenge always in your career? <laughs> um, well, I, uh, I'm a person who has to turn the valve down on <laughs> challenge. <laughs> she ain't scared. I mean, she ain't scared. Since I was a little kid, I, you know, I was born saying why. That was my first word. It'll be my last word. <laughs> no. I just, right. you know, but it was why? why, but why, but why, but why? And it was always like when we'd read books as a kid and in school and all these books that we're supposed to read that were the books that are, you know, in English literature and on. And I would ask, you know, but wh- wh- why aren't there any women? But why aren't there any people of color? But why aren't there? And and then they would give me no reason but try to move past it. And I would keep saying, but why? But why? So um, I feel as if uh, I have some natural curiosity for living and creating and being and connecting and interacting and growing and expanding. And, and with that comes the, you know, a challenge to everything that is and everything that was, Mm. and um, most of what was has never, ever, you know, uh, envisioned someone like us, any of us. So Mm. I was, I think by default, I have had to challenge every single thing that every space that I enter is a challenge. You know, every film set we go on to by our mere existence, we are challenging everything that is considered the norm. And so um, every time I enter a room, some part of my mere existence in that space is a challenge. And then past that, there are challenges that come up that... um, who we hire, what stories we tell, and this habit. There's a habit and a muscle and a muscle and a habit and a habit and a muscle that I'm so excited to help break that has existed long before I arrived that I did not agree to. There, I never mm. ever said, this is okay behavior. These are okay stories. You know, um, so uh, I'm, a, I'm actually a bit, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little bit exhausted and I'm excited that some <laughs> other people are starting to take up the challenges alongside yes. us, quite frankly. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. Yes. We got to yes. do, do it together. Kelly, I, I wanted to ask you, um, have you always felt that you could choose to challenge? You know, I feel like challenge has chosen me. Say it again to the people in the back, please. Well, you know, I think that challenge chooses me. I think it chooses <laughs> us. I think mm-hmm. that it, you're, you're challenged when you are, are faced with something, with a choice that frightens you. 
And when you mm. know inside of you that it's the thing you have to do because of that fear that you're feeling, you know, and, 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 and that's, I think when challenge is choosing you and you're choosing challenge at the same time, look, I'm, I remember um, when I was applying to uh, colleges, I was like, I want to do, I really want to learn to take more risks. I want to feel mm -hmm. freer to just like, to, to totally just lose myself. You know, I, I think I had a very controlled, very disciplined upbringing. I was very, like a very good girl. And, you know, uh, th I did all the right things. I checked off all the boxes. And I knew at some point that like, it's going to, life is going to be about facing down the things that are uncomfortable and that, um, that's the only way to, to really grow. Like I wasn't going to get mm. better at acting without that. I wasn't going to get better at, um, my relationships without that. I wasn't. And so, and so I think it was a weird, just intuitive thing that kicked up that said, you know, you got it, that fear that you're feeling, you have to walk toward it. Again and again and again. Where do you where do you both get the confidence to use your platforms in this way, though? Where does that confidence come from? You know, <sighs> I think it's more of just a like. It's a conviction. This is what needs to be said. I got to say, somebody got to say it. Y'all are listening hmm. to me, so I guess you're going to hear from me. You know? <laughs> That's so, right. I got, I, you come for this, real, I got more for you, right? Exactly. 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 I'm, and, and I will say that there are ways of using my platform that I don't feel confident in doing. But then, but when it comes to elevating the voices of women and girls, and particularly black women and girls, that I have... I, I, that actually does not feel like a challenge at all. <laughs> and it feels like the only, not a, it, it's not a, a challenge that inspires fee, uh, anxiety or discomfort. It's more of a challenge to say like, okay, I've got the floor. Now's my t chance to say something. And this is what I care about saying right now. So, so I'm challenging you, you know, uh, when I do that. What about you, Vic? I, it's the same. I mean, I, I almost feel um, that, you know, one of the things that I'm grateful for with the advent of social media is that um, large swaths of, of uh, marginalized communities have a space to speak freely without censorship or um, uh, without, um, you know, this reversal of our words and our meaning. And so um, I, you know, so I can say something and it's what I said and, and it won't be edited or clipped or diminished diluted. or in yeah. any way or diluted. And for so many years talking to journalists, I would have these wonderful conversations and then you read the article and none of the most important things that you said are in there. And um, mm. so now it, it, what I find is um, I welcome this this chance to just be oneself. I could be myself is what it is. It's not really that a thought. It's just, this is who I am with my friends. This is who I am with um, my loved ones. This is who I am with my peer group. So um, we're able to put thoughts forward in a way that sort of reinforce what a group of people are already saying and asking for. We're just sort of reflecting is how I figure it is. I'm reflecting back individuals in spaces who may not have the ear of uh, the industry. Absolutely, yes. Kate uh, Andrews, who works with me with my production company, who is a fan of both of you, had a question. So I wanted to give it straight from- Hi, Kate. You know, from Kate's- Hi, Kate. <laughs> um, <laughs> she, she, her question was, as artists, as women in a male-dominated industry, how have you pushed through self-doubt, if you've had any self-doubt, or if you find yourself to be self-possessed and assured, where does that come from? Especially, I feel like, again, it was framed in a male-dominated industry. How do you push through? Or have there been moments where you're like unsettled? I have to say that as real as it is that the industry is male dominated, the entire arc of my career, even when we were back, you know, treading the boards and pounding the pavement in, in New York City, Coleman, um, my greatest champions, my uh, the majority of my opportunities have been provided for me or in collaboration with women. And, and so I feel like most of the spaces that I enter are actually women dominated in a lot of ways. And, and so because of that, I have felt nurtured and seen and 
I've always felt like I just have, I have to keep rising because look at these mm. incredible talents around me who are, are writing this play or writing this TV show that they're asking me to come and use my gifts to, um, put on. And, and I, I better, I better keep rising up. And so for me, my, my, I have been fortunate, I think, in that being in a in a, a women nurtured, women dominated uh, career so far um, has really enabled me to to grow as an artist and and focus on my craft and focus on my other things. You know, what is it? Toni Morrison says something about like, oh God, I'm gonna just absolutely butcher this quote, but you know, something to the effect of the greatest weapon that utilized against you is distraction. You know, it keeps mm. you from being focused on, on, on what it is that you're supposed to do. And I, I guess I've just been lucky that I have not had to be <laughs> distracted by that, but, um, I, as real as it is, uh, and you know, it's funny because as, as I say that I'm like, I wonder if there's ways that I've been impacted by that that I just haven't really considered, um, and mm. because the, the 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 world I've been in might be sort of insulated from that. But yeah, I I mm. I've, I've just been really really lucky for everyone from like Katori Hall and Dominique Mariso and and Shonda Rhimes, obviously Debbie Allen. Yeah. You know, these are these are the my my um, my cohort, um, and so that's who I've been making my way with. Victoria. You know, it's a great question. I mean, I, I think that the first bit of this for me is that um, I had to at some point, as we must, um, address this larger truth. And that is that um, it isn't our industry. <laughs> it's um, maths, science, tech, art, um, you know, fine art and fine art world and uh, medicine. It's um, every woman I know uh, in mm. different fields has the exact, precise, exact, precise, exact, precise, same story. The ratios, mm. the statistics, the, you know, being talked over, the um, not, you know, the lack of resources and support equivalent to their male peers, the, um, you know, percentage of uh, peer group support that starts at the beginning of your career versus mine. Like most of the men, most of the people who called me early on, you know, were trying to date me. They weren't trying to support me while my male hmm. peers were actually getting support when they were. So there were years of, of time that we're just sort of walking around on our own, trying to figure out our uh, how to function and grow and, and um, thrive, not just survive. And um, right. we had to do that on our own to some degree. And then and then, of course, I had like, you know, what what Kelly said, and, and it came from a peer group of women. And then, you know, my the, the entire shift in my career came from women who were peers, who are most of them, they're directors and writers. So they weren't producers of studio execs. Um, that's my experience wasn't that, that that wasn't the people who grabbed me in. The people who grabbed me in and hired me and believed in me and thought I was talented and gave me a chance at the, you know, swing it back. You know, it was Ava DuVernay and Miss Debbie Allen. Miss Debbie Allen gave me my first network job ever. And I believe that in a calendar year, when Debbie Allen, Miss Debbie first started at Gray's, I believe in a calendar year, she hired more women directors than uh, all the streaming networks and all the cable networks put together. <laughs> That's correct. For years, for wow. years. That's correct. And yep. so um, she's a big light and beacon to so many of us in that she just quietly does the thing without asking for applause. Um, but so also Janine Sherman Barois and um, mm. Vina Sood and Patty Jenkins. And so there were all these people who called me and, and uh, hired me when someone at the network was trying to get someone else hired. <laughs> so um What's challenging, I guess, is that now it's just to keep a balance that nothing is happening at me or to me. It's just the state of the nation, state of the world. It just is what it is. And and that um, I can't let it, you know, I can't let it. I can't lose my seat in the saddle because of it. I can't let it weaken me or um, or steal my joy or steal my love or steal my hope. And that's the thing I think that's most detrimental about all of this is that there are talented filmmakers who are much more talented than I am who it broke their spirit and they packed their bags and left. And, um, you know, I just happened to be born or I don't know if it's nature or nurture, but I was, I grew up with a very strong sense of um, excitement and enthusiasm for people telling me what I can't do. 
<laughs> so, That's so part of your strength. Yeah. I have an adverse, you know, I have a, oh yeah, okay, let's see what happens about that. <laughs> so um, it becomes a fun kind of game instead of a, a weapon used against me, it becomes a, mm. a, a pawn on the chessboard. And, and it's just like, you know, and for me, my whole life is based on my ability to stay three moves ahead. That's Ooh, how that's I That's a superpower, Vic. Come on. That is a superpower. Sorry, and I didn't I know, mean to interrupt you. No, I, please. beautiful. From my amen corner over here. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. I know I can, this conversation can go on all day. You know that, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> God. I would just love it. I just wanted to share this with you guys. You just had me thinking that, because um, actually I, w- I was thinking about this as you were you're speaking, that in my career, I've worked with some incredible men, men who have made great strides and opened some doors for me. But more than anything, more than anything, it's been my relationship with women. Most of my agents, directors, writers, people who say we want what you're going to bring. I know that even on the set of, <laughs> of television series, the people that I'm drawn to even more so are the, are the women. And I think, I feel like I figured it out. Why? Because I know what it takes for these women to get into this position, mm. to have a seat at the table. So they know everything, but they're also, there's no ego leading the room. It's just the work and the work ethic. And I find sometimes with, with guys, I feel like sometimes it's their ego leading the room or in some way. And I'm like, no, it's just the work with women. Wow. And I feel like I work best with women, always. I feel like we're, everyone's always being like, cool, that's good. That's any great idea. Let's do it. Let's try it. Let's figure it out. It's always the healthiest relationship. So mm. I thank you for that. <laughs> I'm just thanking you. I'm thanking any woman who hears me, but it's so true uh, that, that you never, it's, it's never um, being w- with uh, another creative, um, intelligent man is never a challenge. It, it's, it's an opportunity. And I always think that that's what I, I thrive with my, my relationships with women in this industry. Mm. Anyway, that's all I'll say. Beautiful. I have two follow-up questions, you guys. And this is just um, simple. Who inspires you, Kelly? And oh what goodness. do you hope to contribute to the world in 2021? Oh, my gosh. I, I, I'm inspired by so many people. I, I, I want to... Um, I'm trying to think of a way to be non-specific about it. I am inspired <laughs> because I could the list would go on for for too too long. I, I'm inspired by women who have um total confidence in their capacity and mm. in their uh, their belief that they can grow capacity. Okay. Um because oh my gosh, I, I, I'm inspired by so many people. I, I, I want to, um, I'm trying to think of a way to be non-specific about it. I am inspired <laughs> because I could, the list would go on for, for too, too long. I, I'm inspired by women who have um, total confidence in their capacity hmm. and in their, uh, their belief that they can grow capacity. Um, because I think that, and by that, I mean, you know, women who are actresses who started out as actresses and now they're producing, directing, they're, they're, they're really fully expressing their, their artistry, their, their boss nature in as many ways as, as they are discovering that they're capable of. I'm inspired by them. I'm inspired by Viola Davis and, and, and Carrie Washington and Rashida Jones. I mean, I could just like, I could name a million people. Um, and I think in 2021, <sighs> what, what, what do you hope to contribute? I, I hope to contribute wisdom. Mm. I hope to both gain <laughs> and, <laughs> and contribute wisdom. I feel like we are in a time when um, we have an opportunity to reevaluate and rebuild internally and, you know, on a, on a very small scale and on a very big scale. And I hope that um, I am guided by some wisdom and that I, I can share that with, with the world as we do this. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Victoria, who inspires you? Yeah, this is tricky. I mean, most of the women that I just mentioned earlier obviously do, and I, but I, but I. It can be, it can be who inspires you for the next 10 minutes. Who inspires you? Well, <laughs> I mean, the, the truth of, of my whole journey is that I walk on the shoulders of, um, 
I walk on the shoulders of women who did not get the call. Mm. And every single day of my life, I am aware of the feel, the graveyard of broken dreams. Mm. And I am obligated and I have this welcome burden of responsibility to give for them, to shine for them, to excel for them, to mentor for them, to push past glass ceilings and to expand the horizon for the next coming generation. And I owe them, I owe them every single moment of creative joy and creative bliss that I live through at this very second. I owe them. And, um, that's what, that's the compost of my being. I think that's why, um, what I've recognized, I'm, I'm going to go back to the conversation earlier when we went for a hike and I saw that you experienced your joy in every single moment and the birds flying and the, the breeze and, and a, a, a something that we found on the ground. Just there was something beautiful everywhere because you were living <laughs> fully in the moment. And I know that that's something that I experienced with both of you. You fully invest in the moment and I know that you're very conscious of bringing joy joy and wisdom and love and light to the world. Thank you. <laughs> this was truly the most fantastic brunch, you guys. I love you. I love celebrating, you know, International Women's Day month with you. Um, because it should be a month or a year, am I right? <laughs> for the contributions of women. Every, it's every now. day for me. It's already every day for me. So it's really just a choice. Challenge uh, yourself to make the choice. To make every on day. You, you International Women's Day. You, you want to bring on back. Come on, you every day. Call back. Every day. Every day. Oh, I can't wait to have you back over here for a meal, you guys, when we can be together. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Um, maybe I can grab Thank you, you for a hike. We mask up and we go out and look at some beautiful distance. things. What yeah. a beautiful treat. Sure. Thank you so much for inviting us. And I'm so happy, Kelly, that it got to be us two as guests mm. on the same show. And Coleman, I am so grateful that you are doing this in the middle of quarantine. I agree. Mm. Feed the heart, feed the soul, feed the mm. mind. Thank yeah. you yes. for having me. We have to. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you, Coleman. Vic, it is so beautiful to spend time with you, to break bread with you both. <laughs> I love you. I adore you. I admire you. You know, Coleman, one thing I did want to say Day, which I didn't earlier for some what? reason, didn't think of it, um, is that the both of you really, really inspire me. And I, I really appreciate the way that you've both shared your journeys um, publicly, either, you know, through your own platforms or, you know, um, in your interviews. It is so instructive to uh, not just young artists, but like human beings about how to make our way through this world with grace and a sense of purpose mm -hmm. and confidence and, and persistence, perseverance, walking to those challenges. I, you both inspire me. I aspire to be, you know, to, to keep gleaning from you as much as you will share. Thank you. And thank you thank as well. You. you do the exact same. So I, I, I'm really grateful that we learn from each other and we have each other in our lives. Should we give them one more uh, black phrase from childhood? Yes, please. One more, <laughs> one more, one more to send us out. Well, we tell, you know, we tell the kids, um, so grateful my mother taught me how to burn. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Taught me how to burn. Yeah. Is oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as promised, you heard my bottomless brunch at Coleman's with Kelly McCreary and Miss Victoria Mahoney. And now I'm joined by my best friend in bon vivant, Miss Stacy Thomas. I want to get her thoughts and reactions to this brunch. Hey, Stacy. Hello there. Um, did you enjoy what I was wearing today on bottomless brunch at Coleman's? I, I did. I was a little confused at first when I first saw the shirt. I was like, is that a Christmas shirt? Like a Christmas <laughs> Josh thing? A Christmas top? I wasn't Judgment. sure. Judgment. I, I wasn't over judging again. I was just, I just was, I was like, wait a minute. Are they, I thought it was like Christmas trees and Santa Claus. <laughs> and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to zoom in a little bit. I was like, oh, okay. That's called I think fashion. It's, like it's fashion. A lady in? In, a, in a boat or something. I was like, okay. But at my first glance, I was like, is that a Christmas shirt? I wasn't sure. 
No. But it was but, nice. Okay. It was, I just wasn't sure. <laughs> okay, okay. So that was a question. You had to zoom in on that, on the fashion. I, just, I wasn't, yeah. I just wasn't sure of the pattern. Well you, well, you, well, you know, the thing is, I made sure that I, every episode except for one, I've worn a colorful shirt because I think it's part of, you know, you just want to be relaxed and it's brunch, it's daytime. You know it's what I mean? Does, sure. Is that work? Is that working for you? Or do you want me to dress up a little bit? No, no, you're, you're, you know, you have your own sense of style and I wouldn't expect anything less. I would just wasn't sure of the pattern of the shirt. I just wasn't sure what I was looking at. I just, <laughs> no, I it still sounds like at. judgment. I don't know why. It's I don't not know why. I'm not judging. Spe- I just <laughs> wasn't sure. <laughs> I'm not being judgy. <laughs> so did you know uh, Victoria Mahoney uh, was one of the, the the first woman who's ever directed any part of the Star Wars franchise? No, I did not know that. Yeah, she's a super duper. She's um, amazing. She reminds me of you, to be honest. Well, I, I take that as a compliment because I was like, she's awesome sauce. They were both. I mean, obviously. Kelly's awesome, too, awesome right? So- yeah, yeah. Before you, and then, you know, for it to be International Women's Day, you know, representing that, it was just, it was an amazing segment. Yeah. W- was there any part of the conversation that uh, sort of touched you or that you really enjoyed, especially oh, on International nice. Women's Day? Well, just Victoria, you know, just speaking on that, you know, she stands on the shoulders of all the females before her that, you know, allowed for her to do the things that she's doing and that, you know, she basically was not taking credit for any of her, (laughs) for any of her success, really feeling like it's because of them that she is. Mm. And I just thought that was just so touching and just so emotional and amazing. And it was so heartfelt. Like she truly, truly means that and believes that, you know, because of them, she is. And it was just, that was really touching. So that definitely stood out to me. In addition mm. to her yellow kitchen, ooh, honey, I was like, I was like, I need that refrigerator. I need those stuff. I need that yellow kitchen. I need that kitchen. Let me it say something. You, everything. You, <laughs> it is. You go through her entire house everything you want. When I tell you the thing that you would die over is her closet. Her in the way she, the way it's curated because it looks like you're like it's just beautiful and this textures and the way she organizes things. It's it's stunning. She's she's a, she's a true artist in every single way. I feel like everything that she sees and touches is is art. You know I believe I mean? it. I believe it. When I saw that kitchen, that refrigerator with that, I was like, where? And again, I get focused very quickly <laughs> on interior design and decorating. I was like, oh my God, that, I, want, I want to see the rest of her kitchen. <laughs> um, but yeah, that definitely stood out for me. Oh, and the other thing, she also with the runny egg, she had a runny egg in her brunch thing too. <laughs> what is with the eggs? My God, another runny egg. Is that the deal? Is that the the requirement for brunch with Coleman? <laughs> <laughs> did you did you almost gag? Did you almost lose your lunch? I was, just, you like, I was just like, here's another runny egg. I did not gag, <laughs> but I was like, I don't understand the, the intrigue with runny eggs. <laughs> but what about, did you enjoy Kelly's meal in her kitchen? I did. Her meal seemed very, very cool. Everybody was like, wait a minute, what is that? <laughs> I thought so, she was, yeah. was outstanding. Right? <laughs> well, I, I love the fact that she ran out of ice and she was like, I don't have enough ice for my drink. I need to go get some more ice. Hold on a second. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> How would you rate everyone's cocktail making skills? Well, it's so funny that you said that everybody was trying, but what made me, what tickled me was everybody's measurements were off. Like <laughs> you know, everybody's measurements are off. So you're counting four counts of the vanilla, I think, or whatever it is. And, I mean, you're like squeezing the dropper all the way in and one drop is a whole dropper. And Kelly was like, what, like squeezing one little drip, drip, drip for her things. I was like, she's not getting no vanilla flavor in that drink. She needs, oh my goodness. That, that's what I thought was interesting was you know, everybody's measurements were... <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so it is a funny thing because when they say a drop, I think we all were discussing what a drop actually means. And even right. myself as a bartender who've done it for years, I'm like, what is a drop? I don't know exactly. I think it's all to taste, to be honest. Like seeing you well, know, how I your think mama you might would. have to incorporate. I think you might have to say, okay, this is my drop. I don't know what your drop will look like, but this is my drop. But it was a vast difference in, you know, even putting in the liquor. L I K K A H. The liquor, even putting in the liquor, everybody's <laughs> measurement was, was different. It was a little off. But that's the, yeah. th- the funny thing that I, I think that's the part that I really enjoy about like, you know, we send people a kit and then you watch them. Like, I remember the first time, the first episode we did with Niecy Nash, it looked like it was Niecy's first time ever cutting a lime. It, it looked like she, I was like, <laughs> I don't think Niecy does that on the regular, like cuts a lime. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I, listen, you talk about you sending a kid. I'm like, where is my care package? I'm supposed to talk to you for an hour today and I don't have no drink, no food, no nothing. I don't have no, nobody sent me no care package. Okay, okay, I, I'll make sure. We'll I got send a microphone. That ain't hardly, that, that is not the same thing. <laughs> we'll make sure our producers send you a care package, Stacey. Okay? I, it's I, a, I'm like, I ain't got no like, no liquor, no food, no nothing. And I'm supposed to talk well, for we're it. We're not sending the brunch, too. You have to make your own brunch on a paper oh, plate. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I can handle that. Well, so <laughs> is there okay is there anything that you in this episode that you wish we had spoken about because i think generally i want to just you know talk about you know how women supporting women or challenges yeah. and things like that is there anything else you wanted in the episode no no i thought i thought it was great you know because they were each speaking of their own experiences and and how you know again women before them have shaped their experiences and their challenge, you know, how they've been challenged, how they've been supported, you know, by other women in their lives. And so, no, I thought all of those things were definitely touched on, Um, you know, and everybody, all women have personal experiences, um, you know, including myself, I'm a female business owner and, you know, who inspires me and who challenges me and who supports me and who doesn't, you know, I'm very aware of those things. And um, I think, you know, women in general, I think, people in general are very aware of who supports them and who challenges them to be better or who challenges them out of, for selfish reasons, whatever it is. I think we're Mm. all aware and cognizant of those things, but, you know, they both spoke to the positivity of it and being their experience, which I thought was um, amazing. And the choose to challenge, I thought that, you know, that was great. Yeah. And listen, I want to talk about that. Choose the challenge. Um, how does that resonate with you as a, especially a, a, the thing that I've known about you, you've, you're an attorney and then now you have a wedding chapel in Philadelphia in your right. own business that, that has right. been, how has it been for you in terms of like, because I feel like you, you have to choose the challenge and you're challenging um, the systems in every single way to succeed, especially during this pandemic as well. Right. I think. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I'm not sure um, who I draw my inspiration from. Clearly my mom was like a strong woman, but you know, my mother was also, which obviously is the, is honestly is the hardest job around. My mom was a homemaker, stay at home mom, you know, so, you know, being a parent and stay at home parent is just so challenging on its own right. But I didn't see her in like professional roles because that's just not, you know, what was going on at, at that time. So I'm not sure what inspires me or how I, you know, get motivated um, to do things. You know, I'm a single parent and I have a business and, you know, I'm trying to do all things and be all things to all people. And so I think I have to dig deep and challenge myself. Sometimes Hmm. I'm not (laughs) the best at that. I mean, I could definitely get complacent. But I do know what I need for myself uh, to make myself happy for my existence and things that make me thrive. I do, I do know what those things are. So I sometimes need to do some soul searching and dig deep and kind of make things happen for myself. It's just, you know, funny how sometimes you feel like you're not supported and by everybody, which I guess is too much to expect. And then, I mean, for a long time, I used to hear the comment, well, you don't have a real job, you know, because I was self-employed. Right. And I was doing my own thing and, you know, running my own business, starting my own business. And they'd say, yeah, well, you don't have a real job. I'm like, really? Do you think that, do do you think that people would say that to a man doing the same thing? Probably not. Probably I agree. Probably I agree. Not. Yeah. But it and, seemed like know, something like you're playing with, right? You were toying. Yeah. With. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're just experimenting or something like that, you know? And, you know, little do they know that working for yourself is 10 times harder than working for someone else, right? Yeah. So, you know, we work 80 hours a week or 90 hours a week, not just 40 hours Monday to Friday. You know, it's 80 hours a week, seven days a week because it's eat what you kill. And, yeah. you know, it's so much harder to be self-employed um, than it is to to work for someone else. And, you know, people don't get that immediately you know, or they don't process it in that way. But, you know, again, being a woman and, and again, being a single parent. So I've, I have my own set, another set of challenges, you know, doing that. And, it, you know, it's been hard, but it's when I look back on all that I've accomplished you know, I'm damn proud of myself, regardless of who else is proud of me yeah. or not. Like, yeah. I've, you know, I've done the damn thing, you know, with this and raising my kid and everything. And so, you know, I'll clap for myself. I'm okay for I'm, I'm okay with that. 
Um, All right. I love that. I'll, cl- <laughs> I'll clap for myself. Right. Are there some women that you look at and you're like, they're really killing it. I'm, I'm, I'm so, I don't want to use the word impressed. We talk about impressed, but, <laughs> but, but, but are there people like, I'm just, I'm just thinking of like, I always see women like Michelle Obama or uh, Kamala Harris or whoever. I'm just like, are there some women where you're like, oh, wait, first of all, you went to Howard. Uh, same I t- did. Not- H-U. Woo! I'm very proud of our new vice, my madam vice president. Very, very happy for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. Are there some women um, that you would like to shout out right now for International Women's Month? Uh, I Probably not at this moment. But to your question about, um, yeah, I, I see people all the time where I'm like, wow, they are really killing the game, right? They are amazing. They are doing amazing things. And then I pull back a little bit because what I have come to realize and know is things are not always what they seem, yeah. right? And, and you have to be really careful about comparing yourselves to others as well. So sometimes I get caught in that trap where I'm looking at, you know, people who are maybe similarly situated or doing what I do or something along the same lines in the same industry. And I'm like, wow, I wish I was better with my branding or I wish I was better with my exposure. I wish I was better with my social media, you know, that sort of thing. And I see what they're doing and I wish I was kind of where they are with it. And then I step back because I'm thinking they probably have some challenges and they're wishing that they were doing things like I'm right, doing, them, right. right? So you just never know what people are dealing with, you know, day to day. You only see the highlight reels on social yeah. media and things like yeah. that. And so you just have to be careful with that. But yeah, I mean, of course, the Michelle Obamas of the world and the Kamala Harris's of the world, like, you know, I'm just proud of them. Again, like, you know, proud of their accomplishments, proud of them breaking glass ceilings, all of those mm. things, of course, yeah. you know, for sure. Beautiful. But um you know, we just, we have to be careful about, um, you know, the grass is always greener, yeah, right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's just not always true. true. Yeah. So I want to take you back to um, the origins of uh, brunch for us as well. When we were in our uh, late teens, how old was I? Nine years old or something? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it always changes. But we used to go to brunch as a Depends big on- collective. Pretty much at least, <laughs> I feel like it was like, in my memory now, it feels like it was like every weekend, but it wasn't. It was like once a month, right. but it was with the Story family right. who lived next door to you. Yes. And we would, mm-hmm. how many of us? I feel like it was like 10, right? Yeah, at least, right? And we, what, what, tell at us, least. what would we do? We would, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like this is coming back on me some sort of way. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I have a bad habit of doing certain things. But anyway, um, you know, we would all go to brunch and... We'd order our brunch and then, or food, whatever it was. What sometimes it was brunch, sometimes it was dinner, and <laughs> I would always send something back. <laughs> <laughs> like there would always be something that came that wasn't right, or it was cold, or you have it was a habit of wrong, sending things back. Or, yes, I have a habit of sending things back. And then you know the running joke with the stories is. I can't eat here. Like, you know, there's nothing on the menu that I, I can't eat here. Like, <laughs> I've gotten so much better as I've aged, but, you, really you know, it would definitely be like, Stacey, do you see anything on the menu? Because I have definitely been known to be like, I, there's nothing here I want on the menu. There's nothing here. I, I can't Famous eat lines, and then I can't like, eat want here. Us to all leave. <laughs> like a whole group of 10 <laughs> to leave because I can't eat here. Right. And everybody has to leave because <laughs> I can't find anything on the menu. So basically, I just want to get back to that. that you're the most difficult brunch guest uh, that anyone has ever had. So I just wanted to remind people of that anytime we get on this I'm podcast. I'm not a foodie. I'm not a foodie. I think that's the problem. So I'm very good with basic, you know, cheese, eggs with bacon and white toast with butter and grape jelly. Like I'm very much that oh girl. My God. <laughs> I'm worst, that, that the girl, worst. you know, with the iced coffee or an orange juice. Like I'm that girl. So I don't need Italian eggs. I'm not even sure what Italian eggs are. Like I don't even need that. And you know, I, I can't even, I, I can't even remember what Kelly put in her dish, but I remember saying, oh my God, some coconut rice. Oh yeah, it was coconut rice bottom. or something. I was yeah. like, yeah. And I was like, okay. Did that look good to you? Sounds See? Ama- it maybe kind of, but I wasn't sure that I think I'd 
be hesitant to like try it. But but but, but it looked good I've though, had, didn't I, it? I, See, it looked amazing. I made it, this this show may be changing your life. Bottomless bunch of Coleman's may be changing it your life be. and opening you up to new things. It might be. I don't know. So I was just so I'm not a foodie. So that's what happens with brunch. Like I'm very good with the basics. Sorry, <laughs> you don't have to do anything. You don't have to buy anything to impress me or do anything to like. You know, my son is getting better. You already know, like the whole chicken nugget story, yeah. right? So my son could live off a chicken nugget. But oh my god! At seventeen, oh my god. yeah. <laughs> Well, there'll be more so, conversations about things like this, Stacey, about why you send things back <laughs> and why you're a terrible brunch guest. So I'm glad to have you on today. I know. Somehow we're still close and I love you. I don't even know how that happened. You're the worst person to go because to Because I am who I am. <laughs> I am who I am. I, I am who I am. I'm authentic and I'm real. And it's just, it's, that's, and I make you laugh. That's well, why I Stacey, keep around. I do. And I love you. And I'm glad you, you joined me for this uh this follow-up to Bottomless Brunch at Coleman's, um, our International Women's History Month. And I thank you for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. I so appreciate you joining us for an extended Bottomless Brunch at Coleman's. Thanks for all your feedback and comments. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. Do it for your friend Coleman. And we'll be back with another episode soon. Please, drink responsibly. Presented by Jane Walker by Johnny Walker, blended scotch whiskey, 41.9% alcohol by volume, imported by Diageo, New York, New York.